close the lawn, let me get these stuff with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I've known Michael a long, long time. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Anybody heard the thundering hooves, the white flash going across the newsroom yet? I'm putting my ear to the ground now. I'll let you know. Do that. Speak in an insulting native uh, patois when you do that. Filthy down here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, live from Studio C, senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Intormation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This 20th of April, the year of our Lord, 2018. Here he comes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager Cannabis Sativa, street name Pot, Weed, Tea, Ganj, Hippie Lettuce, jazz Broccoli, cabbage. Tree, Jazz Cabbage, <laughs> Herb. I could go on for quite some time. Jazz. Chronic. Jazz cabbage is a good one. <laughs> yes. That really is. <laughs> so 1930s. I love that. You got to read the Carol. You got to read the Kerouac books if you want the really good. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you want the good uh, hippie lettuce. So it's 420. So that's what yep. that's all about. Yeah, why not? I'm just stoned. Oh, you f- drug fiend! Stop it! And we have uh, marijuana music all day long. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael come on now. It's legal now, man. I don't blame Michael for not wanting to participate in the normalization (laughs) of being a drug fiend. Sounding like the chief of police in there, Michael. Come on. Loosen up a little bit. And I heard that Chuck Schumer uh, said that we should uh, legalize it across the whole country. Yep. Of course, he may have just said that on 420 to get all those people that are going to say, yay. Chuck Schumer pandering? What? To remember (laughs) it, and then he'll never mention it again or think about it again, which is common. And got another school walkout today, too. We'll yeah, talk right. about that. Yeah, the okay. youngsters again about the guns. Boy, I woke uh, awoke to Antietam going on in my stomach this morning. Oh, you ever boy. had that happen? Occasionally. Yeah, what the, what the hell? I don't Usually know. I know why, but you know, I don't your know current why. lifestyle. I don't have any idea. Huh. Did have a lot of fried chicken, uh, biscuits, what? and gravy last there night. There you so go. Would that Probably do it? Correlation. Yes. <laughs> really? Man of your advanced years, please. <laughs> Never affected me before. Eat well, like a 23-year-old. Man, that was a good meal, though. I'll bet. And I ate a Damn. lot of it. Is that homemade fried chicken? Oh, or did yeah. You get it no, from no, 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 no. Wow, nice. Yeah, pan-fried chicken, Woo! gravy, and biscuits. Oh, Come on. Man. That is my meal right there. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. It is 420, and so um, I have 
I watch Cheech and Chong movies on 420 every year. But this year, this year I have to uh, babysit my like five and six year old nephew. So I didn't want to get away from tradition, but I still wanted to uh, babysit. So what I did was I took out all the pot smoking scenes out of Cheech and Chong's movies, and so they're like twenty minutes long now. It's basically a short film. <laughs> Credits. It shows, run- <laughs> it shows them running from the police, and they'll be talking. It's very disjointed. It's hard couple to understand. of dim witted men in a van is all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Uncle Mike, why are these men driving around aimlessly in this van? There seems to be no plot whatsoever. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, Long live Sergeant Stadanko. I love that character from the Cheech and Chong movies. Um, the, uh, it is a, a big weekend for me. I, I have had my new computer for, for a couple weeks now, but I have yet to set up my virtual reality playground. Mm. I'm doing that this weekend. Uh, I will report back on Monday, or you'll never see me again. Yeah. One of those two things <laughs> yeah, no will kidding. happen. Yeah, I want to hear about that to see how good it can be for just the, the home user without spending $50,000 or something. Right. Well, you know, we don't normally bring up uh, bring up amounts spent and that sort of thing on this show. It's uh, it's rude and, uh, where we come but from. What but what did you spend? What did you spend? <laughs> uh, what, is it, what does it cost these days? The the barrier to entry for the, the HTC Vive, which is the, the computer-based virtual reality thing you're still looking at close to for like bare minimum you're probably looking around like two thousand dollars for if you're starting from scratch for the for the actual rig and a computer powerful enough to to run it um if you're looking for a cheaper price point to get into virtual reality the playstation home vr thing i think is closer to five hundred dollars and it's kind of a plug and play thing um i would you give it a letter grade have you have you used i haven't used that yet my friend has it i'm actually planning on doing that today after work because i want to compare it to the one that i that i set up this weekend report on monday yeah but I've heard great things about it. I haven't heard it as okay. a, a lesser. Regardless, we know how this works. It, it'll all be very affordable within a couple of years. Yes. And everybody will have it. And uh, and you're, nobody may ever leave their home again. Right. Well, as a serious, serious adult, I can't wait because our experience with it here in the station was just mind-blowing. I loved it. I couldn't wait to do it again. Well, I, I just got to believe the educational opportunities with, with it are just amazing. I want to shoot flaming arrows at little <laughs> monsters that are storming my castle. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am doing very well. It is indeed 420, a day where marijuana enthusiasts will be singing. Boy, that's, that's about as sophisticated as you're going to write, <laughs> yeah. stoned on your marijuana drugs. 420, <laughs> the code the Waldos, a bunch of Mar- uh, Marin County, uh, California high school students used to indicate back in the 60s when they were going to get together and smoke pot after school. That's how it all began. Or or it didn't, because the Santa Cruz crowd claims they came up with it uh, two years earlier or later Marin, or something. Marin and, County sucks! So, whatever. <laughs> Some of the biggest celebrations in the U.S., San Francisco's 420 in the park, predicted to draw thousands to mm. Golden Gate Park. Seattle, there's going to be a number of events, including a cannabis and sex for beginners workshop. Hey, <laughs> sex <laughs> for beginners. Yes, cannabis, cannabis and, and sex, sex for, for be- beginners. I say, do, yeah. combining the two. Yeah. Mm. And in San Diego, there are various 420 cannabis tours geared up and ready to go, I am told. Yeah, okay. Yes. Normalizing drug abuse. I'm not a fan. I remember years ago on the campus of the University of Illinois when I was a fresh-faced undergrad. Every year they held an unholy event they called Hash Wednesday, in which drug fiends would gather on the quad and smoke their hashish, their marijuanas. And uh, I used to go every year to preach the... Wisdom of sobriety to those young kids. Keeping us misguided kids. Right. The Bible! To snatch away their marijuanas from them. 
and slap their marijuana pipes out of their hands. And run every away, year. And then you use their marijuana. I'd, I'd like pipes, to think I right? saved a few lives uh, in those days, Marshall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I assume if uh, marijuana had not been the general manager, it would be the James Comey memos, yes. which we're going to talk a lot about this morning. That's an interesting development. So. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, our general manager was going to be, for those not uh, following the situation terribly well, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Rod Rosenstein, Donald Trump. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a lying liar. He lied about lying. You're a liar, liar. Oh, come on. Come on. Well, some of it's being thrown around with nothing to back it up, but some of it is known. McCabe is a liar. That's without a doubt. Yes. Uh, Comey's probably lied about something. Including McCabe. And McCabe's calling Comey a liar, and Comey's calling McCabe a liar. She got uh, FBI on FBI uh, accusations <laughs> going on between the number one and the number two, so that's very exciting. Anyway, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, uh, April the 20th, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go now. Officially according to FCC rules and regulations, surely we can get one more show together this week. Let's begin it at Mark. But I think you can really use Donald Trump now, and, and you can uh, just consolidate. I think last year somebody showed me the article, and I think you had 200 and 200. Ladies and gentlemen, that is John Barron, <laughs> Donald Trump's CFO. Who is Donald Trump back in the 80s <laughs> calling Forbes magazine, attempting to get on the Forbes uh, 400 richest people. So again, he was not his publicist that time. He was his financial director or something. Calling, claiming to be somebody else. I want to hear, hear more of that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. What a strange thing to do. Or maybe it happens all the time. I don't know. I gotta start doing it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Yes, you mentioned it. Now we have the Comey memos and more Trump tweets. Another major problem for Wells Fargo Bank and the new list of America's favorite fast food places just released. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. One particular Comey memo that makes me think, why did you not mention this before? How did you leave this out of all your comments and testimony? Come on, dude. What was that all about? So stay tuned. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's fine. We also have clips of the week to look for. Oh, awesome. Coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think yesterday was a good day for Trump. I think yesterday was a good day for Trump overall. Hmm. In what regard? All the stuff that came out. We'll go through it all later, but uh, he has days that are bad, days that are good. I think it was a good day for him. Yeah. Yeah. Newt Gingrich feels rather strongly that if he'd just kept his mouth shut for the last several days, uh, not engaged with Comey, for instance, uh, there are a bunch of big news stories that would have benefited him. But oh, Well, I, uh, that's generally the case. <clears throat> You're asking a, a dog not to wag its tail. Though. That's generally the case. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Right now, <laughs> you, 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 I will come over this table, Michael. Don't you try to trap me. But first, let's take a uh, look at the uh, f- fun look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. I don't like any new songs. Because every new song is about how tonight is the night. And how we only have tonight. 
That's the message in 90% of songs. That's such 19-year-old garbage. I want to write songs for people in their 30s called Tonight's No Good, How About Wednesday? The perception that the president may have ordered these strikes in part because of scandal will affect the impact and the effectiveness of these military strikes. This was self-interest, not, not national interest. A new yoga class is being offered in New York in which people exercise with goats. The way it works is, it doesn't. I think impeaching and removing Donald Trump from office would let the American people off the hook and have something happen indirectly that I believe they're duty-bound to do directly. In today's proceedings that are underway right now, Stephen Ryan, one of Cohen's attorneys, was asked by the judge to specifically name the other name because they said it would not fall under attorney-client privilege to withhold that name. And he stood up and named him as Sean Hannity. So moving on to the rest of what's happening today, there has Says who? Michael never represented me in any matter. I never retained him in the, in the traditional sense. Okay. I feel like I was bargaining with myself quite a bit out there, but um, when you take a 26.2 mile race and you think about what you have left instead of where you're at, uh, I can do those things to your mind. So it's just a shift in mindset. Let's focus on right now, this mile, this moment. Who she said had been exposed to, quote, too much of someone else's marijuana. <laughs> Must be so tiring being James Comey, Comey trying to orchestrate the world and uh, let everybody do what they should do as the puppet master that knows all. Must right. be very tiring. Right. More on Comey to come. Mailbag. First as of all, he, of, yes. as Mark Stein said last night, James Comey has united an antipathy toward him, a divided nation. Mm. <laughs> Our freedom-loving quote of the day, uh, courtesy of Ben Libertarian, comes from Frédéric Bastiat, the great French thinker and economist. Government is the great fiction through which everybody endeavors to live at the expense of everybody else. Indeed. It's a fantasy. Here's your truth-loving quote of the day from George Washington. It is well known that when... One side only of a story is heard and often repeated. The human mind becomes impressed with it insensibly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Ancient wisdom. Trump Trump knows that more than anybody. If you if you just repeat something often enough, that's part of his playbook. Eventually it just gets into your brain and Yeah. 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 You and you start things. to measure everything else against yeah. it. All right. And it could be completely fictional. Now you guys get Comey writes DC. Less than a week, everybody hates the guy. Ask Comey if his wife and daughters are moving out. Yes, wow. he has united a divided nation. You know, the other thing I heard Newt Gingrich say that I found very amusing was he listed all the people that James Comey says he's disappointed in. And it's everybody. Uh, Trump, Obama, McCabe, Rosenstein, uh, uh, Loretta Lynch, Hillary. He, <laughs> how high he, Alex Baldwin, he might be the most high-handed human being ever to live. I don't know if we're going to end up in uh, interviewing him or not. I mean, he's going on a gazillion shows. But the question I would like to ask is, give me a specific example of you doing something wrong. Because he likes to say, I'm not a perfect man, I have my faults, but I've never heard him list one. In every one of these situations, he feels like he did the right thing. 
every single one of them. Mm. But then he regularly says, I'm not a perfect man, but they did. Just tell me one of your faults. Where's one of the situations where you went wrong? In all this mess, you seem to think every decision you made was correct. So he, in describing uh, situations, he like squirts a little of the perfume of humility into the air. Right. But then doesn't address but anything. But I did the right thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, boy. And his story that it's changed throughout the week, interview by interview, somebody should compile those. It went from first interview of Putin's probably has something on Trump to yesterday with Jake Tapper, Jake Tapper saying it's very unlikely that Putin has something on Trump, but it's a possibility. And he's gone little by little mm. down that line as he gets questioned mm. more and more, mm. which is a pretty big change. Jeff in Portland's topic is when your wife becomes your mom. Uh, Jack, unfortunately, referring to his wife as his mom once or twice yesterday. It's troubling. uh, Joe, please pass this Psychology Today article along to Jack. Its uh, title is, When Men Are Boys and Wives Are Mothers. (laughs) I don't think it's that. I think there's a place in your brain for the woman you love more than anybody else. And occasionally the nomenclature gets a little mixed up. Or it's a Freudian nightmare. (laughs) Or somebody texted and Jack yesterday. will be clawing out his own eyes. Somebody texted yesterday, do you refer to her as mom around the house because of the kids? And yeah, I do. So maybe that's the yes. whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, ask mom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, mean my mom when I say that. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually remember my mom, God bless her, at one point uh, saying something to my dad like, I'm not mom in this context don't call me mom i'm not your mom <laughs> i have a name Ah, oh boy where was oh a charming tale here from chris who's a fagoham friend of armstrong and getty for over half a million miles he's a driver mm. and uh he he was listening fagoham. to <laughs> fagoham <laughs> And he was driving some some folks when we kept playing the sound of the guy getting hit in the dome by the golf ball at Augusta National at the Masters Mm. and started cracking up. And the uh, passengers asked, what are you laughing at? Um, Turned out the lady used to listen to us way back when she was in college, but then went to New York and, quote, she didn't even think you guys were still around. What? Where would we have gone? Like dead? I don't know. But uh, he uh, he reconnected her to the show. So that's nice. Mm. Uh, oh my word yeah. oh my word oh oh boy uh marin county virtue signaling ah legendary marin county of the bay area of california in who which, started 420 if, if they if allegedly they, yeah. right right and and which uh the uh they they reach olympian heights in trying to out virtue each other every day um and if i had the money i'd probably buy a place there uh, guys driving through fairfax in marin county today came up behind this tesla with a license plate of Carbon free. Guess he feels the need to let us all know what a green and righteous prick he is. Oh my! <laughs> I would ask the uh, the fellow two questions. Number one, where do you think the electricity comes from? You charge your car up. Do you think it's seagull flatulence or something? <laughs> no, well, part it's, of it. it's freaking PG and E that may or may not have burnt down most of the North Bay or been complicit in it allegedly, perhaps. And blew up San Bruno not too terribly long ago. And question number two, my friend. What you gonna do with that giant battery in 20 years? Well, also, there's the... And I love Tesla. On a Prius, that's one thing. On an $80,000 car, that's a little different sort of message. More coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
are getting a plastic surgery procedure called Macho Mouth to, yeah. to look more like Channing Tatum, yes, Brad Pitt, or Harry Styles. Harry <laughs> Styles, Macho? That's it. I don't know if those <laughs> go together in a wow. sentence. But. We are in trouble as a species. I can't picture any of those fellers' mouths. It's the uh, I've never noticed them. Wait a minute, lips, teeth, and a tongue. Yeah, I have seen. It's them. the lower lip overpowering the upper lip in a bit of a snarl. Mm, I guess Arr. you look like a you look like a bulldog. Arr. You it's, look like a marine bulldog. It, it could be described as a smoldering pout. Yes, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> oh, that's that's my resting face, smoldering pout. What's wrong with Joe? He's smoldering. That's just the way he looks. You want women to look at you the way they look at Channing Tatum? Start with 5,000 push-ups. Channing Tatum looks like an ape. He looks like an ape. Well, I don't understand some women go for the ape look. Yeah. I got to work on my smoldering pout, though. Yes. Lower lip overcoming the bottom lip. (laughs) It just doesn't seem that hot. Okay. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, now we have the memos. The ones then FBI Director James Comey wrote about his conversations with President Trump in the early months of 2017 before the president fired him. These were turned over to Congress by the Justice Department yesterday and promptly leaked to a number of media outlets. Do we know where that came from? The leaks? Or do we just accept the leaks now as just... I've heard two reports that said Republicans leaked them. Uh, yes, yeah, that is the 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 um, probably yeah yeah the prevailing wisdom. But regardless, have have we just gotten over caring about that that, that stuff yes. leaks out? Yes, we have. Just it's just how am ex- I going to stop it? It's just accepted now <laughs> that anything private leaks out, and I'm not on the ship. You guys are on the ship. You guys fix the leaks. Investigations are impossible. Well, they're or they're redacted private, and declassified. Having yeah. private conversations are impossible. Just can't do it anymore. We've just all given up on it. Okay. Well, and everybody you work with is you just can't wait till the meeting's over to you know pick up the phone and whisper to the media. But anyway, I'm what bo- kind of I'm bogging that? us down. What's yeah, what, what's in the memos? <laughs> the seven conversations memorialized by Comey included Trump telling Comey he had serious concerns about the judgment of then National Security Advisor Michael Flynn about asking of the possibility of jailing journalists over leaks and describing Russian President Putin saying his country has some of the most beautiful hookers in the world. Yes. Now, according to one memo, National Pride. Trump complained about Flynn at a private uh, January 2017 dinner with Comey. Trump saying, this guy's got serious judgment issues. Two sources are now telling the Associated Press this morning Trump was upset with Flynn over failing to promptly alert him to Russian President Putin's call shortly after his inauguration. There there are many pages of the uh, memos, and we'll go through some of them, but Trey Gowdy, who we love, said, Former Director Comey's memos show the president made clear he wanted allegations of collusion, coordination, and conspiracy between his campaign and Russia fully investigated, as opposed to the opposite, what many people have been saying for a long time. And the memo that I was referring to, that it drives me crazy that, well, I know why he did it, that we hadn't heard anything about this till now. Mm -hmm. So Trump, right off the bat, realizes Flynn's a nut job and says to Comey, this guy has no judgment and points to his head and makes the crazy symbol. Wow. And so, so that never came up, Comey? Any of these conversations, interviews, anything like that, when you were saying he was trying to save Flynn, and I felt like he was obstructing justice by telling me he didn't want Flynn. You didn't mention the part where the president said Flynn has clearly got terrible judgment. But he's a good guy and probably shouldn't face prosecution was his message. Yeah, Yeah, but you left out the other part. Are you telling me that's an accident? Come on. It can't be. No, obviously it's not. 
Obviously it's not, because it hurts your narrative that he's trying to save somebody that was part of the Russian collusion. But even Comey doesn't have the balls to bring it home and say, yeah, it was obstruction of some sort or another. He's out there saying, yeah, no, not really. No, probably not. Trump tweeting this morning, so General Michael Flynn's life can be totally destroyed while shady James Comey can leak and lie and make lots of money from a third-rate book that never should have been written. I'd say it's a second-rate book. Is that... At worst. Trump continuing, is that really the way life in America is supposed to work? I don't think so. Has there ever been anybody with one of these political tell-alls who gets beaten up by both sides? I mean, whether, whether, whether he's facing conservative audiences or, you know, you would think the friendly confines of a Rachel Maddow or a Jake Tapper, he's getting beat up by everybody. Yeah, agreed. Everybody hates him. Has this ever happened before? Listen, the one thing that's beginning to bother me about this is that, you know, Flynn uh, unquestionably engaged in some shady stuff, probably lobbying without filling out the forms, all that stuff, and he may have told an untruth to investigators, et cetera, et cetera, and, and that is a crime. It's on the books. On the other hand, it's pretty clear that either McCabe or Comey or both or various people involved in the the probe lied as well, or at least they're accusing him of lying. I want to see him charged with exactly the same thing as a private citizen. I mean, if an FBI guy lies to the FBI right. and gets off with nothing, but a private citizen lies to the FBI and they're stuck in jail or they're financially ruined or something, that is wrong. It's wrong. Sh- How about a higher standard? For federal uh, right. agents, not lower. Uh, sure looks like there's a chance that Comey's going to testify against McCabe or in the case against McCabe and maybe vice versa. Oh, and uh, I was going to say, and McCabe is going to bring absolute hell of fire at Comey. Because remember, McCabe is in trouble, and right. we got to remind ourselves occasionally, y'all don't follow this every day all the time, Some as some of you. Uh, McCabe is being accused of leaking information about the Hillary Clinton email probe, which actually is very helpful to Trump. That's one of the ironies in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I told Comey repeatedly I was going to talk to the Wall Street Journal about this. And there is a provision that he can tell the press about something if he believes it's in the public interest. So he's saying these were not unauthorized leaks at all. This was by the book. And Comey's saying, I don't recall uh, proving that, uh, uh, proving that at all. I just, no, 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 my recollection, no, I didn't. I'm disappointed in Andrew McCabe. And so, who's telling the truth about what and whether any of it matters is completely unclear to me. Couple of quick notes. Fed slapping Wells Fargo with a billion dollar fine for misbehavior. The bank has admitted to pushing customers to buy insurance they didn't need, charging customers improper fees, setting up dummy accounts. Wells Fargo was a criminal conspiracy, it, it appears to me. Well, and that's the way they're being treated. It I, seems clear to me. Top yeah. to bottom. And uh, I don't know if they've got their act together now or or, or what their situation is. Their fine is a billion dollars. Their revenue last quarter was five point something billion. Now, I don't know if that's total revenue or if that's the bottom line. Um, But either way, a billion dollars, which sounds mind boggling to us mortals, um, to Wells Fargo is eh. I don't think it means that much. I am... Can I get in trouble for saying this? Probably. I don't know. Just, uh, just my judgment as a... Uh, I can't imagine a consumer who's deciding to pick a financial institution picking Wells Fargo. They've reformed, Jack. That's what they say. Boy, they were 
full of crooks. Whether they still are or not, I have no idea. But the whole culture point, was crooked. Oh, just yeah. unbelievable. How do you get that far off track as an organization? Incredible. Jack, yeah, I was wondering be- if you yes? guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit. Yeah, yes, they did. They did and profited mightily from it, young woman. Uh, being the conscience of a nation, Jack, we're going to have to uh, you know, run some risks now and again. <laughs> There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Bong. So all the testimony, all the interviews, everything you've done about Flynn, you never mentioned once that Trump knew right off the bat that Flynn was a nut job. I forgot. (laughs) Even though it's in my notes that I've referred to many, many times. Right. All right. I don't. Bunch I don't, of lying liars. I don't know what to think of these people. I really don't. We we received a tip from a listener about the whole Russia interference story and how it got so much credence so quickly. Uh, that's very interesting. It doesn't really prove or disprove anything, but uh, I found it really, really interesting. They caught that murderous grandma, thank God. Oh, she yeah. Is, she is an evil person. That's Man, it. I saw a picture of her that made her look like your your wife's best friend, you, you know, s- your next-door neighbor, the gal at church. She, if she approached you on the street, you wouldn't have the slightest concern. Cold-blooded freaking killer. Yeah. Uh, details on that, among other things, coming up on the... If you're not too high to follow the show... On 420. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. premiered in 2012, back when the idea that a president would need a crisis manager seemed fantastic. That is obviously not the case anymore. Trump getting elected while you're writing a fictional show about the White House really isn't fair, because it's like what would happen at Game of Thrones if they suddenly discovered that there are dragons flying around. This is the first time a TV show ended because the world jumped the shark instead of the other way around. Ah, I saw Kimmel had a joke about the the series finale of Scandal. I was looking forward to it, but it turned into a Trump thing. So I was disappointed. As everything must. I I just saw Scandal here and there. My wife was uh, into it, but she's like two seasons behind. She said, I told her the finale was on last night. She said, oh, I'll probably watch it in about a year from now. She's got like 30 episodes on the DVR. That is... (laughs) Like I said yesterday, it's West Wing meets 24 is what it is. Wow. Crazy, ridiculous violence and uh, impossible to believe conspiracies with politics of Washington, D.C. That sounds fun. There was some serious politics on that that was really interesting about power and how you use it and and stuff like that that I actually found very intriguing. Right, right. And then just crazy, ridiculous violence. Um, Speaking of crazy, ridiculous violence, the murderous grandma, they caught her, thank God. Just as normal a looking a grandma as you could possibly imagine, 56-year-old Lois Reese of Minnesota, who killed her husband a couple of weeks ago. Um, an old gal from Minnesota named Lois 
is a cold-blooded murderer. And and she just, she, again, if, if she approached you on the street, you know, th- there are different people that approach you on the street, walk toward you, and you have different reactions. Sure. Everything from nothing to uh-oh to in between. She would be a complete nothing. Sure. She's got a question. She wants yeah. to know where's the nearest ATM or something. Just nothing. But so uh, dude's uh, co-workers uh, called authorities and said, hey, Jim hasn't shown up for work for a couple of weeks, and we can't get a hold of him. I mean, think maybe you ought to check on him. And they go to the guy's house, and they find him in there full of bullet holes, and he's been dead for a couple of weeks. Try to find wife. She's gone. And uh, you make you, you jump to the immediate conclusion that either she's hurt or perhaps she did it. Um, and then uh, somehow they get a yeah, hold it's, of... it's unlikely she's gone as a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Either perp or victim. Then some they, good detective work. Somehow they come across this video of her being at a uh, a number of casinos on the way from Minnesota to Texas. Like she's, I've seen the videos on TV today of her walking into this casino um, in, in Iowa. And she goes in, does a little gambling, and goes to the convenience store and... And gets some chips and something to drink and continues on driving because she's a gambling addict. They mm. think that's what's driving this whole thing. Really? Then she heads to Florida, finds a woman that looks a lot like her in a bar, befriends her. When the woman comes out of the bar, she kills that woman. Yarg. They think in an attempt to take her identity, but then she didn't really do anything. And then she just <sighs> took off and they, they caught her in South Texas, South Padre Island, actually, where uh, uh, our family vacationed one time. Um, I, I only remember, I, I only bring that up because my dad told me like a year ago, he said, do you know what that vacation was? And I, and I didn't remember. He said, that was the last full family vacation wow. before you graduated and left, wow. which I didn't, I didn't know at the time. Right. But it, it was, was a huge deal for your mom oh, and dad. Abs- I guarantee you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I remember and me really, but it just, you know, you don't think of that the same way as a sure, kid. Of course. Um, but yeah, for them it was a huge deal. Last time the five of us were going to be together on a family vacation. Um, so they, they, they caught her down there, uh, without, without any violence or anything like that. I saw her lined up against the, the thing in the mug shot where they show how tall you are. She's like six, two. Really? She's a very large grandma. Oh, well, that grandma. explains some of it. She's a bruiser. Her height explains some of it? Well, yeah. I mean, tall uh, grandmas should be feared. Well, I get you that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But no, if she's five, three, a <laughs> hundred pounds, it's going to be, she did. She better be quick on the draw. Cause you can, you know. Of course, she killed her husband, who was probably, you know, watching TV in his recliner, and then some unsuspecting gal. Did, did, she, did she shoot the woman in the bar? She used the same gun that yeah. killed her husband God, to fatally it. shoot the 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson in Florida. Well, yeah, you don't need to be very big to shoot somebody. You just need an index finger. She did take Hutchinson's car, and they think she was trying to take her identity because she looks a lot like her. That's a weird plan, man. It's a stupid plan. She's the least murderous-looking person that is a murderer that I can remember in all my years of following news. Well, there you go. Maybe you ought to stop leaping to conclusions about people. Assuming that they're nice people. Assume everybody's a killer. That's my policy. <laughs> Everybody, every one of you, I'm looking at you, Michael. <laughs> no matter how nonviolent they look. Exactly. Be on your guard. Treat them as though they may try to kill you. If a grandma approaches you on the street, especially if she's tall, mace her. <laughs> Just give her an elbow right in the ear. Bam! Take that, Granny. Barbaric. Who's got the upper hand now, huh? God, what a weird story. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What evil Gambling lurks. addict, huh? Mm. That'll drive you crazy. Is that the sound of gambling? Is that what that was supposed to yeah, be? Yeah, just an excuse to play that sound effect. I could. Okay. 
to... Moron Comey and his interviews and the memos coming up in a bit. I got a clip on a play from his interview with Jake Tapper coming up. Yeah, I'm I'm so completely worn out by the whole uh, Comey hearings collusion thing. Just get to the end of it, would you? Um, this is... This is what I alluded to before. I don't really have time to get into it much, but um, maybe a little bit. Do we have a guest at 7? 7? 7.19, okay. Um, this is from uh, lawyer listener Craig. He writes, as you may know, a couple of journalists followed Hillary for a couple of years prior to the 2016 election with the intention of writing about a, a book about how she became the first woman president. Well, when things went south for Hillary, the book title became Shattered. Inside Hillary Clinton's doomed campaign. Which I've read about half of, I think. It was pretty interesting. And Craig mentions, my wife read the book when it was released April and said that a meeting took place with John Podesta the day after the election in which it was agreed that Russia would be blamed. they would open a pizza place and lure children in. No, I think you've misheard the story. But there was a meeting, according to these journalists, in which it was agreed that Russia would be blamed for the election loss. Now, that's not to say that Russia didn't interfere and mess with us and is messing with us today. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. But it was decided by the leading Dems that they would really push the Russia narrative. Um, and his, uh, and he sent along a, a really good article I'll, I'll sprinkle into the show about how the Russia spin got so much torque so quickly. So It's 420. Smoke them if you got them. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.